Welcome to the O Shift for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co-author of O Shift for Teens and its accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate, life-changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to OShift.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this worldwide movement. So glad to have you on the show today. Uh, we are just rolling, and it's uh, nice and cold out there. If uh, you're around Portland, Oregon, you know to put your mittens on. I've got a great show for you today, something kind of new and different, and I'm uh, really excited about it. My guest today, she's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, you probably have heard of her before, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, if you've been thinking of becoming a facilitator of the O-Shift Workshop Kit, you can head to OShift.com. We're getting a lot of attention right now uh, because we've got facilitators that are both making money, leading workshops, but the majority of people are just like you and they uh, work within organizations and they need powerful content. And so what we've done is made our workshop kits super, super, super affordable. And uh, really it's about you having life-changing content that you can bring to your clients and your, or your kids that you're trying to help. So check it out and head over to oshift.com. The, the main page, you can download Jennifer Power's best-selling book, O-Shift, for free. It's all about supporting you and the good work that you're doing, and that's why we made the decision to do that. Uh, well, without any further ado, I want to get to our guest. You know her well. Uh, her name is Jennifer Powers, and she's here with me today. You're used to hearing my guests over the telephone, but today I've got Jennifer in the studio. For those of you who don't know, Jennifer Powers is a best-selling author of O-Shift, O-Shift for Teens, and various other works. She's an international speaker and has delivered her powerful O-Shift keynote and other trainings to over 250,000 people around the globe. And she's the past president of the Oregon chapter of the National Speakers Association. Jen's also a master certified coach, which is the highest earned credential from the International Coach Federation, achieved by only 3% of coaches worldwide, and is the incoming president of the Northwest Coaches Association. She teaches coaching skills to leaders and managers within organizations across the country. And of course, Jen is also my lovely co-host on the weekly O-Shift audio blog, which hopefully you listen to that as well. Jennifer Powers, how are you today? Hi. Did you mention that I'm also your wife? I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> All that great street cred and it goes out the window. <laughs> I'm not only a hair club for men user, mem user I'm also the president. <laughs> <laughs> That's a call. Those back. of you, yeah, those of you who are old enough know that. <laughs> well, obviously, Jen and I, we have a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to our uh, O Shift audio blog, check it out because we do have a lot of fun, don't we, on that show? Yeah, yeah, tons of fun. I plan on having fun today, too. Well, good. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a, a little bit of a different twist. Jennifer is not an expert on teens. Um, but True that. <laughs> I, I don't even know if you like teens. <laughs> True that. <laughs> but uh, Jen, I thought it would be interesting to have you on the show um, to do something a little different. And uh, we do have a 12 and a 14 year old, two boys. And uh, Jen has found herself as the stepmother of two boys. Uh, we, we've been married for about four years and we've been together for about six and so I was hoping, Jen, that maybe today we could kind of talk about that experience and, and what that's been like for you. And I can even share what it's been like for me as the biological father. Sure. Yeah. And this is such a great topic. Timely because I think 
things change when kids, stepkids become teens. But also there are so many, like unfortunately or fortunately, more and more kids and parents that are going through blended family situations every day. So I, I hopefully, I feel like you could throw a stone and hit someone who is a step in a step family. Well, and what's interesting about this, and uh, you know, you've been listening to my show, and you think of me as a, an authority in in the area of teens, and I feel like I am. But when it comes to kids in your own home and stepchildren, things get a little topsy turvy, and I would say that now is a good time for us to have this conversation because things are a little topsy turvy for us. I feel like we're in a in a real learning phase as the as the boys are getting uh, older. Yeah, for sure. Even when, which was a surprise, I think to me at least. I don't yeah. want to speak for you. I'll only speak for me in this one. I thought we had it down. I, I really do. Like yeah. I, it was just recently that I realized I wasn't doing, I wasn't playing the role as well as I could have. And that was, that was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to give uh, listeners a little background. Now I know that a lot of people that are out there listening are either step parents or they uh, work with teens who have, uh, you know, are around step parents. And when when Jen and I got together, uh, you were you were kind of the fun, you know, girlfriend. And this was when the mm-hmm. boys were about six and eight. So it's been a while. Yeah, they were little saplings. <laughs> they were little saplings. Mm-hmm. So it was fun, fun, fun. And for you, it seemed like you just wanted to really show these guys that you cared and you that you wanted to be involved. And, and it was there was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought it was a really great opportunity for me to be able to find you and two young boys that were sweet as the day is long, and then have the opportunity to love on you all, you know? And, I mean, that's kind of what I do best. Um, many of you don't know this, but I am a lover, and I love to love, and that that was my go-to. I didn't read anything. I didn't prepare in any other way. I just figured love will conquer pretty much all. Right, mm-hmm. and, and it seemed to be going pretty well, for a while, but what what th- something that we're finding, and this is probably a theme for the show, is that logic really doesn't work. Doing what seems logical, which is pouring on love and affection, isn't necessarily uh, what works mm-hmm. in a blended family. And so, step families are, are called blended families. And it seems like about the time that we got married, things turned a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, turned like a tornado turns towards a small Kansas town. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to use a metaphor. Um, Yeah, it turned. It it turned, but I I think I was still in denial. You know, um, no, I'll tell you what it was. You know, let me just preface with this, everyone. I have been through such a transition, a mental transition lately, like in the last month or two, which makes this timely, that I have to actually recall what it was that I was feeling. And what I was feeling when when the tides turned and I wasn't receiving, you know, not that I wasn't receiving love back, but I wasn't getting the same response that I thought the love that I was giving deemed. Um, yeah, what happened? I mean, so what was the change at that time? Well, I think it was that we got married. But with them, what did you notice with them? Um, well, over the course of time, and, you know, sort of I'll, I'll talk about the most recent things, there was a um, a resistance to talking to me directly. There was a resistance to hanging out with me. Um, very, very little eye contact, which eventually became no eye contact. 
um, they stopped using my name after a while. I think it's been a couple of years now, but like six months ago, I was like, hey, they don't even call me by my name anymore. Um, me being at the dinner table with everyone and not being talked to or asking questions to them like I do, you know, and um, them looking at you when they answer, you know, like stuff like that or like walking out into the room uh, in the morning and not even getting a good morning, you know what I mean, or right. a look. Right. Um, I was getting treated better by their friends yeah. that would come over than by them. And, um, you know, let, let's be clear. They weren't, they weren't dicks. Right. They, they were not. Right. They, they, they were just not giving me what I thought I deserved in exchange for a lot, a lot of love and attention and work and commitment. It's not so much attention, but like the work and commitment I was doing behind the scenes to really, you know, do the right thing. So um, it became very sad and very frustrating, very, yeah. very, very, very hurtful, actually. Right. And so the logic said, you know, and this sort of started to happen around the time that we got married. So we were just going off logic, which said, you know, what could we try? You know, try new things, which in some cases was more patience, but more sort of trying with them, trying to bring them out of it. Yeah, remember, like, I, you and I would have, we would never talk about it uh, in front of the kids, but I, like, I would pull you into the bedroom, either in tears or in, like, furious anger, and I would say to you, you got to tell them to do this or that, and um, they're not doing this, or they're not this way, and, and um, why won't you say something? And um, after a while, that was going on for a while, because I was letting you be the principal parent, but then I think it was about a year, no, less than a year. Um, into our marriage, I was like, you know what? One day in the bedroom, I was like, you know what? I don't need to make you the middleman anymore. I can just tell them myself what, you know, that they need to pick up after themselves or they need to say thank you and please. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when it started. I started being a partner in the disciplining and educating. Well, and, and so you covered a couple things there. And for the first is, and I think a lot of step parents can uh, relate to this, is the, the, the first crack is going to that the biological parent and sort of aiming all of your confusion and hurt and frustration at that person and I could tell you that it created a lot of tension for you and me it probably was the area for us that was the most tense because I felt like this this uh, really uh, untenable position to try to please everybody and to try to keep peace in the household and so I think it, it, it sort of altered the way that I was parenting as well when you made that decision to start to go to them directly to say well i can i can just tell them things directly what it did is it took a lot of pressure off me um you know so so that helped in that way but then you you were feeling this weird as you described it this sort of nowhere land uh positioned where they i, I remember you telling the boys things directly and having especially the older ones sort of look at you like just like Not, I had three heads and fangs. Right. Yeah. Let's just really like, mm -hmm. just like brooding and mm -hmm. uh, even simple things. So it, it, it has uh, been something that, again, going to logic, we're just like, what is, what is happening here? And yeah. And that's when it? I took it. But without, again, I, it didn't even occur to me to pick up a book. Like, I don't even understand what that was about because yeah. I am a reader and I am a researcher and I love and I've always been very successful with reaching out to those resources. It didn't even occur to me because I was so sure first that it was love that was going to conquer. Second, when it didn't work, I was so sure it was me. I was the batshit crazy woman yeah. who they just couldn't 
they could not see to like. Right. There, it, but it was me. It was my personality. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not from here, and I'm different, and um, I'm louder than them. I'm so extremely different than your ex-wife. It's like the <laughs> night and then the day, yeah. right? And um, so I'm just like, they don't like me. It's me they don't like. Right. And then I was so wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, 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 Jen, let's pause for a moment with that concept because I think that there's a lot of people listening right now that is in the same boat. You know, they haven't really found out what's going on. And there's tension in their house and they're feeling the rejection of these little kids, first of all. Like, what's that about? They've tried everything and they're still getting the cold shoulder. They're still getting kind of the icky I mean some in some cases it's really bad they're getting disrespect they're getting snapped at and they've tried everything so I want to um, just take a moment uh, with what you just said and and I know it, it's probably the most sensitive part of things but that self uh, flogging that might happen and where do you go I, I think you went in a, a number of different directions you tried different things oh yeah yeah, I I tried on tactics like uh like I like I try on shoes. It was I couldn't find one that fit. I couldn't find one that was giving that was going to give me the result that I wanted, which was just love back. You know what I mean? I just wanted love back. Yeah. And it's not that they didn't do loving things; they did. But in hindsight, they only did them through your coaxing. Right. You know what I mean? So like a woman knows how a child or a person feels. We're just very intuitive that way, and so. I forgot the question. Well, I, what, I, what I'd like to, to ask you is what are some of the things that you tried oh, right, throughout right. the, yeah, the yeah. course of the few years that... Yeah. So in the beginning, I thought, um, well, you know, I'll just be a part of the family. We'll do bonding activities and I'll play Sorry and Clue and all the games that I hate to play. <laughs> and I'll learn how to play yeah. whatever. And um, Or I will go out and shoot baskets yeah. or I'll go to the basketball games or I will um, chaperone the dance right like I will be a part of this family okay no don't do that that was a swing and a miss yeah. because I thought of course that's going to work right like how else do you bond but to do activities like that and then one day you said to me you don't have to play sorry if you don't want to I'm like oh my god thank you <laughs> I freaking hate that game and um and so then I would just sort of be in the room you know what I mean? Right. While things were going on. And then I transitioned to like, wait a minute, I don't even have to be here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then with the boys, you know, directly, I, I stopped, um, I stopped, oh, how can I say this? I didn't engage with them in the same way. Like I still engage with them, but not in a needy way. Like I tried to like back off a little sure. bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not try to be cool, but yeah try to be cool and um you know like present but whatevs you know i'm here i'm right. not here right um yeah no no because what was happening then was i was since i was still disciplining them and telling them do this don't do that um the only time i felt like i was really talking to them was when i was telling them what to do or right. not to do right. so it was like disastrous and all the while no matter what you tried uh, each new tactic feeling the rejection of nothing really working um, yep. It's like what you know. So you're 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 really because you all along you you do care. You care about what these kids think about mm -hmm. you. You care. I'm again coming at it from a logical standpoint. This is supposed to work. I'm trying yeah. things and I'm still getting nothing back. Yeah. And when I say nothing, I'm not totally nothing, but 
kind of kind of close. I mean, like you described, I mean, we're talking about recently being in the room and feeling like you're an invisible man. Yeah, yeah. And so the hurt that w- has gone along with that, that has um, kind of boiled over from time to time, which is a natural human reaction to that kind of rejection when you're trying hard and you do care. Yeah, yeah. I, we forgot a piece yeah. also, which is an important element. I also got on the wagon of the it takes a village and embraced your ex-wife, right. the boy's mother, who is a very dedicated, very dedicated mother, and um, embraced her to a point of, you know, buying her birthday gifts and Christmas gifts, buying her birthday cupcakes. You know what I mean? Sure. That were dairy-free so that she, you know, wouldn't get sick. You know, yeah. and and um, inviting her over. We had her over for pretty much every Christmas. We went over her house at 7.30 every Christmas morning for like five years mm-hmm. to, for the kids to open. She, We had her over for the last four or five Thanksgivings. Right. I mean, there is nothing more I could have done, right, right to yeah. welcome her and to make sure. And I thought, oh, we're doing such a good thing. This is so good. Nope. <laughs> nope. That didn't work either. Nothing, nothing. I used to tell the boys, you are so lucky. Do you see how lucky you are? I remember saying that. And yeah. now I feel like such a schmuck. Because they were probably like, no, don't you get it? We're not lucky at all. Our parents are not together. You're an right. idiot, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so let's get to that. So at, at the end of the road, after all that effort, and again, uh, all the, the things that made sense, trying new things, mm-hmm. nothing worked. Nope. Um, I'd say it was about a month ago that things kind of boiled over. Yeah. Let me let me emphasize. Nothing worked. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And, and I tried, people. Yeah. So about a month ago, yeah, I I just about had it. I had I have had it. I'm going on six years, yeah. right, in this family, and I don't feel like I'm apart. And I'm not getting eye contact now. The kids are hormonal. At least one of them is. And um, I'm just done. And one day I, I just looked at him and I was like, you, I just reamed in. I just laid into him and I've never yelled at those kids. Yeah. But I yelled at this kid and it was all of my emotion just coming out. And it was like, you need to step up. You need to, you need to just stop ignoring me. You need to, you need to, you know, give back what you're getting and oh, show appreciation. And I do this for you and that for you. And I get nothing back from you. And on and on it went. And that's when he told me that um, I was like, why don't, why do you ignore me? Or what was my question? I said, why do you? Well, not look me in the eye. You act yeah. like I'm not Why do you treat here? me like that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, because I didn't like you. He said, I didn't. Because he's very sweet. He said, I didn't like it. But I, I read, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what don't you like? He's like, you're bossy and you're not my mom and you're annoying. And, and I was like, what? Cry, cry, cry. And then I, you know, long story short, because no one wants all the gory details. Uh, it turned out that I was really, really, really ill-informed. Right. I mean, to a point of embarrassment that, you know, I, I mean, I'm a life coach for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in, uh, you know, an expert supposedly in self-development and, and self-awareness and right. I had zero awareness. Yeah. That's, this. that's a really great point. And it, yeah. we almost needed this sort of push, push us off the cliff moment because yeah. we were all just, this was a, this was a big moment for the family. I mean, it was like, ah. yeah. um, but it sort of took us, uh, to be pushed over the cliff to really, I would say in the last month. And when things are sort of like that you really accelerate the timeline doesn't sound like long but we've just been in a real state of learning and addressing this big time and talking to somebody uh, reading books Mm -hmm. and um 
And what are some of the things that that you found out that we've been doing wrong all along? Well, it turns out there's a lot of books out there, people, <laughs> and a lot of therapists that would have been happy. What my therapist said to me: Had you come to me five years ago, I would have said, "Back off." Oh, oh. Do not love on those kids. The last thing, the more you love on them, the more they will pull back. And I, I may or may not have believed that because huh. I, I was at the time a real believer in in the concept of love and its effects. But she and every book I've read and our family therapist said the same thing. It's like they are experiencing a traumatic event that it is not you, Jennifer, that they don't like necessarily um, because I'm a pretty likable person. Right. But it is what you represent, which is the like like the nail in the coffin of their parents being together, the person who took away their dad, the person who maybe their dad loves more. I mean, there's so many emotions going on for those kids that I really never took into account. Because by the way, I don't know kids. Right. I don't even really dig them that much. Right. You know what I mean? Just yeah. kids in general. Yeah. So this was all like a big news flash. Well, and what makes it really interesting, because like Jen said, we did, we just uh, started going to a family therapist, and you and I have, and we're, and the kids probably will at some point soon. Um, in the books that you've started reading, it's like, oh my God, this is so textbook. I mean, this is so, so textbook. textbook. Actually, even now, I'm a little bit embarrassed, and I'm thinking <laughs> the people that are listening are probably like, uh, duh. Seriously, that is how naive I think I was. Sure, and me too. I mean, this is something that we just, you know, went from a lo- logical uh, stance, trying to just work it out, pouring yeah. on. Uh, you know, y- you and me would team up and think about and talk about and approach it, and we were just doomed because um, we hadn't apparently read the textbook and the textbook says uh what's going to happen yeah don't do that people so if you so this 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 isn't necessarily for the step parents who did their homework and know like all of which we did not know um but this is for you guys who may be experiencing something that is similar as a step parent and and the the research shows that it's very different for stepmothers than it is for stepfathers so mothers be kind to yourself this is for the people who are also thinking about getting into a step family relationship. Do your homework, do your reading, know what you're getting into. I know that sounds so cliche, but I did not do that. And the more equipped you are with understanding what is coming, like what you're going to face, because I promise you, never ever did I expect to read. I read a, a book called, I'm still reading it, called Step Monster, that she interviews, the author interviews a lot of women you know, who are steps and, um, some that have children, most don't have their own. And, um, I never expected to hear the same stories being told by women that I've never met, but they are having the same complaints, the same hurt, the same worries, the same trying, the same everything. We're all like having the same experience. So it's not like you're going to be anything different. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You're not. You're not unique in your pain. No, this is a biological thing that happens when kids go through the traumatic experience of a divorce or a loss from death of a mother. Um, It's just, it's not dandy. Right. You know, I mean, these kids, and I could remember when I was a boy and I had my dad had left when I was one, so I didn't even know him, but I fantasized about my mom and dad getting back together. Yeah. Your kids, they want their mom and dad to be back together. It's nothing to do with you. It's it's like biological. They want it. They crave it so bad. 
And so when you are a step parent walking into that, you're walking into a bit of a hornet's nest. I'm not saying don't do it, but just know. And I, and I think that just knowing what's going on, mm. I think, gives you the opportunity to not take it so personally. Definitely. And so, Jen, what has this learning this past month of you just have been voraciously learning, as we said, we, uh, Jen's been reading, we've been uh, starting to go to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has that uh, learning done to, to help in the, in the sense of not taking it personally? Well, I will, as I, as I do in my work, I will always speak to the betterment of the individual. So I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a step parent, that um, what personally happened to me in the last five years was, um, (laughs) this is going to sound terrible, but I feel like I was a flower that was put in a vase with slightly tainted water. And I've been sucking on that water for so long, I've been in that environment, right, which was slightly toxic because I wasn't informed, you know, that it like slowly just, it just slowly killed me and who I was inside, not entirely, but it just like really took away a a big part of who I was as a person and doubt started to creep in and my confidence got shot and since I removed myself from that environment in a sense of, you know, taking myself out of the equation and not taking it personally, I am becoming like me again. It's like someone took the flower out of the vase and put it in this beautiful, fresh water, you know, basin filled with just nutrients and yumminess. And I'm like, I may, I'm blooming again, you know? And, um, I, I am not regretful that all that shit went down, but I am um, really happy to be out of it because it was killing me. So um, the hurt is real, and if you let it hurt you without being informed, you know, it's going to kill you softly. It could be devastating. Yeah. And just to clue you folks in, what we did immediately is we started, because we see the boys three nights a week, and uh, I'd say over the, the holidays, we saw them even a little bit less as they spent a little more time with their mom. And Jen's made herself a little more scarce during that period just to, to sort of withdraw for a while as we go through this learning phase. And we're talking to somebody about how to sort of reintegrate, but reintegrate in a way that's, that's not as flawed. That's got a, a little more based on uh, reality and, and education so that we can just find a system that works uh First of all, for, for us and our sanity and, and for the boys, just to, where there's not all this tension and rejection and um, misunderstanding in the household. Yeah, and there was a lot of hurt. You know, like I was hurting, the boys were clearly hurting, Mark, you were hurting. And just like when you injure yourself, you know, like your ankle, you need to rest. You need to not use that ankle. <laughs> you need to put it like in its corner. And I think that's what we did. We all had to go to our corners and we're going to heal separately so that we can and, and understand each other separately, right? By doing research, by talking to professionals. And then we can come back and sort of like do like a reset. That's the way I envision it. Yep. Is like what I would have done, you know, the first round yeah. um, if I knew all of this. 
And so we've gone to our corners and just space, I think, is really, really important to get things clear. And I've gotten clear over the last four weeks. It's been amazing. It's been it's been incredible and a real learning process and um, something that I, b- I believe will have a follow up and maybe we'll do sort of a follow up on an audio blog um, later so you can sort of check with that. Because I feel like we've things are going to change. We're going to learn some yeah. more things and, and we can let you guys know. Um, sort of what the uh, final result of our uh, learning are. And so sort of stay tuned for that and um, wish us luck, you know. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of luck. Jennifer, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Jen's my lovely wife. And so doing something different, obviously very vulnerable and very open. And, and, you know, all that we do here is really to uh, help you folks uh, in your lives to try to uh, shorten your learning curve. And I, I know this has been help, uh, even if it's a help to, to just one person out there. Yeah. And as a public service announcement, if you don't resonate with this directly, because this isn't your experience, but you know of any woman who's going to go into this or is into this, please use this um, podcast as a reminder to guide them if they can't guide themselves, to show them the opportunities that are out there, you know, like professional help or books, just the library for crying out loud, you know. Had someone told me, Jen, why don't you read up on this before, right? Yeah. Um, just give them a little nudge. Jen, you you mentioned a book. Uh, Step, Step Monster. Step Monster for women who are stepmothers. Um, did you, have you found any other resources that have been useful? Oh my gosh, there's a ton. I, I, I'm not sure of the names of them right now. Um, that one's just easy to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Amazon. And I know that's one that really resonated for you because you felt like, oh my gosh. Because some of the feelings that you have when you're in this situation is sort of guilt for feeling so angry or yeah. feeling so... Bitchy. So, yeah, bitchy and turmoil. <laughs> yeah. Um, so natural. Uh, it's nice to, to find others that are going through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Powers, I get to do this with all my guests, and that's for people... Because uh, many people who are listening to the show only listen to the, the podcast... Where can they find out more about you? Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. ZZ, uh, <laughs> JenniferPowers.com. There's um, opportunities to work with me as your coach, as your trainer, if you are interested in learning how to use coaching skills. And if you are a coach uh, and you need a mentor, I am that person as well. Nice. And, of course, O-Shift, we can find out about you and your best-selling book and yep. all that good stuff. All good. Thank you. Well, folks, I really appreciate you joining us this week. Uh, such a powerful uh, show today. Something different for those of you. Like Jen said, if, if you know of uh, somebody who is a step parent, whether they've been doing it for a while or they're just about to get into it, share this with them. Um, this is so powerful to know that people, especially like Jennifer Powers, who is a super duper hot shot and doing amazing things in the world, but yet walked into a hornet's nest of step parenthood and is only now finding out that there's a lot of camaraderie out there and a lot of help, uh, books and resources. Uh, so share it with them. You'll be doing such a, such a favor for them to do that. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show, Jen. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us. Uh, Join us again next week when we'll have another amazing show like all the ones before. Uh, Until then, have a great week.